Well, welcome, and uh, would you guys do me a favor, open up your Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're in the last sermon on our series called Impossible Love. We've been trucking through this chapter and uh, just talking about what does it mean to love with the divine love that God has given us, and I want to share with you the definition that we have been um, using and uh, the definition of agape love, and now you might be thinking, Michael, what's agape love? Agape is the Greek word for love that every time you see this word in 1 Corinthians 13, that is the Greek word that the Apostle Paul is using. And the word is a very nuanced meaning because in, in English, the word love can mean a whole bunch of different things. But when you see the word agape as it pertains to how we love one another, this is what it means. Agape love is a life posture of joyfully giving your best for the best of others. There's a key word in here, and the word is joyfully. Is it agape divine love if it lacks joy? Those church, the answer is no. In fact, joy is a requirement for uh, regular love to become divine agape love. And so you might love somebody sacrificially, but that's not from God if your attitude does not follow it. And so God is deeply concerned with the attitude with which we do things, the motive with which we do things. I mean, God loves giving, right? But he really, really loves what kind of giving? Cheerful giving, joyful giving, happy giving. And so like one of the most important things for you to understand about love is you may think you're really sacrificial and awesome and generous, but if you don't have an attitude of generous joy, it is not agape because what God develops in us is a transformed heart. Now get this, that wants to love with agape love. Crazy, backwards, um, but absolutely amazing. And so as we talk about love endures all things, uh, in a moment I want to define it, but I want to I just talk to you about some observations I've made about um, endurance and the human will. And uh, personally, I have found that the human will is an incredibly powerful um, tool that God has given everybody, Christian and non-Christian, um, our ability, right, to overcome obstacles and make difficult decisions, to be stubborn or prideful sometimes. Can I get an amen from every wife in the room? Just kidding. <laughs> Don't say that. Uh, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not a, a non-Christian, whether you have the Holy Spirit or not, God has given you, because you've been made in his image, an incredibly strong will, the ability to make difficult decisions, the ability to face pain and obstacles, and then choose whether or not you're going to actually keep going. I'm going to say something for a moment, and some of you are going to think I'm getting um, all, uh, we'll say, uh, self-help here. I'm not, so just give me a moment. Um, but what I have found is that especially Christians, but we'll just say um, everybody, that we put upon ourselves daily limitations and thresholds, right, that are completely arbitrary. They're completely arbitrary. And so when we hit these daily limitations or thresholds, and I'll explain this in a moment, we give up. It's like there's a switch that goes off and says, nope, I'm done, can't go on anymore because I've hit my limitation or the threshold that I've arbitrarily made up in my life. I'm done, I can't do this anymore. I want to illustrate what this actually means and looks like. So I want you to imagine something that irritates you intensely, all right? Now, don't look at your, the person next to you and say, it's you, okay? Like, that's ridiculous. All right, think about that thing that annoys you, it irritates you. It could be a person, it could be an instance or a circumstance that comes up. I've been transparent with you guys, mine is when people chew gum and when they, right, there's a couple things, when they go up in front of me and in my face like, how's it going Michael? And I'm like, like, 
dying of small death inside. Um, or when I pick up a napkin and I find my wife's gum in the napkin, I'm like, Ugh, you know, like, gum on the ground is the blight of humanity. Like, if you ever want to know there's a sin issue, like, how dare you spit out chewy gum that people have to step on? <laughs> Disgusting. Anyways. <laughs> so you got your annoyance, okay? <clears throat> I could go on. PCs. Every time I try to get on a PC, I'm like, okay, I can't go on. I mean, I literally, this is, okay. Just I had to go there. <laughs> So I want you to imagine that I give you $10 million if you endure this annoyance for one week straight. Could you do it? Let me tell you, okay, for $10 million. I would bathe in other people's gum. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Just being straight with you, right? Like, so here's the deal. I, I experience, like, my wife will be in the car and she's chewing her gum and I'm like, what's happening inside of me? I just, like, stop it, you know? And, like, I, my threshold is hit. And at some point in my life, I decided this was a threshold that when I get there, I'm just going to automatically be like, no, I'm irritated now, right? But I actually chose that. There was a point in time where I was like, you know, that annoys me. I'm going to make a point about it and I'm going to be stubborn about it. And when it happens, I'm going to get angry, right? But if you were to come to me and say, is that really your threshold? Like, or did you choose that? I'll say, I chose it. And if you were to look at me and say, what if you raised that threshold? What if you chose from this day on that you wouldn't let that annoy you? You'd work to that. And I'll give you $10 million if you could do it. You know, I could figure out a way to not be annoyed by chewing gum. Can I tell you that? Right? And so here's the deal. I've made up an arbitrary threshold. Um, I've lied about it to myself, saying, when I go here, this is my limit. And when I hit this, I'm done. This is like most marriages, right? You have all of these thresholds in your home. And once they're hit, you're like, I'm mad. Right? I'm mad. You hurt my feelings. You did this. We have an infraction. And here's the stupid thing. You made up your threshold. You made it up. And it's not even logical, logical half the time because what are the chances that that gum is going to actually like, come out of my wife's mouth and land on me? Unless, unless like, she threatens, like, oh, you will wake up with gum in your ear. And I'm like, no. You know, like, yeah. I'll erase your operating system and put on Microsoft Windows 10 onto your, on your back. Oh, you know. Do I have any runners in the room? Anybody who runs semi-regularly? I just need somebody who can answer one question for me. Any runner? Somebody who runs semi What do we got? Do we have someone over here? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. If I were to say to you right now, go run, what is the farthest that you have in yourself to run today? I mean, give me your limit. We're pushing you to the edge. Is there money involved? Just, just, no, just. <laughs> <clears throat> you, touche. And you make my point for me. <laughs> eight miles. Okay. So uh, she runs eight miles. Now, I want you to imagine, I look at you and I say this. Um, you get to the end of the eight, eight miles. As you get to mile seven, what do you feel as you get to mile seven? Anticipation to be done, right? You're telling yourself we're almost there. You start getting ready to be done with this thing, right? Now, I want you to imagine we get to the end of eight miles. I look at you and say, I want you to run five more miles. And if you do it, I'll give you a million dollars. Could you pull it out? Okay, you get, to the, you get to the end of that. And then I look at you and I say, all right, if you get to the end of this, I will give you another million dollars if you do one more half mile. Could you do it? You'd find it, wouldn't you? Now, you're at the very end of yourself. You have nothing left, okay? And I look at you and say, if you don't go one more mile, I will kill all of your family. Would you do it? So, here's what you have. Arbitrary thresholds. And even the highest threshold that we give for ourselves is not still our threshold. 
And so as Christians, here's what we do. Well, it's, it's sin. I just can't do any better. We make excuses, have ridiculous thresholds, and they're interfering with our relationships and they're making life exceptionally hard. And the human will is an incredibly powerful thing. Now, if I stop there, this would be self-help. Let's go home. I want to talk to the porn addict for a minute because I want you to hear me. If I looked at you and I told you that if you look at that one more time, all of your family and your children will be killed, you know what you would do? You would be done. You know why? Because you have a powerful will, and the only reason you're not is because you don't believe the cost is great enough. But here's what I know. I know, Christian or non-Christian, that the will, the powerful, stubborn, prideful will of man is an incredibly strong thing, and the only thing that stops us from reaching our actual potential oftentimes is that we set these ridiculous, arbitrary thresholds. And then, the will falls short. And I want to tell you where the will falls short. The will falls short, the will of man, when life pushes you to your limits, and you do hit your threshold, because there is a point where your body is done. And you might want to do that last mile for the life of your family, but your brain says there is nothing more I can give and your entire body shuts down. The point I want to make is that point is a lot farther away than we often think it is. And we get to this point where we have nothing left. We get to this point where literally I cannot do it. And I want to just bring you into this world for a moment because life is hard. And if you're going to live anywhere past 20 years old, you're going to find that the pain of life will push you to your emotional, spiritual, and relational thresholds like you never imagined. And if you haven't gotten there yet, I want you to hear me, you just wait. Because life and sin have a, have a way of making this world incredibly, incredibly difficult. And there is this sense in Western America that we have been um, sheltered from some of the difficulties that other people have to go through around the world. But hear me, we have 60 more years, some of you, 50 more years, some of you, 40 more years, some of you, 20 more years, some of you. And you have no idea what is waiting in store for you and the difficulties that could come to you. And here's what I just want to say to you. Your will will only take you so far. Most of you, your marriages stink because you don't even use your will to follow Jesus. You just give up with your arbitrary thresholds. But there is a point. There is a point where you have nothing left inside of you. And you have to get on your knees and say, I am completely toast because I don't have the ability to get through this. I need the Holy Spirit. I need divine help. I am at my wit's end. I will give up. I can't do this. You look at your marriage and you're like, I'm walking out. This is too much. This is too hard. And here's what I'll say. Right there, right there in that moment, you get on your face and you say, my threshold is met. I'm literally at my capacity. My will has nothing left. Holy Spirit, I need you to do something powerful in me, more powerful than I've ever experienced in my life.